I said, how did we get all these denominations anyway? Well, I've studied my Bible pretty closely, as I'm sure you have, and I don't find any reference in there to First Assembly of God, or First Baptist, or First United Methodist, or First Presbyterian, or Second, Third, Fourth, Fifth, or Sixth, or Seventh, or Tenth. It's not in there. So where'd it come from? Say it. Man. There you are. Man built the walls, not God. Our job is to tear down the walls. When you witness to somebody, when you tell them what Jesus has done for you, what is the first question out of their mouth? Where do you go to church? You know why? Because there's something about you that's different. There's a love. There's a presence. And it has caught their attention. And it's absent from them and where they go to church. And that's the only way they know how to express it. What is it about you that's different. And the only way they can explain it is it must be your church. And you quickly answer, I go to God's church. They say, well, where is that? Say, I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> now that'll get their attention, I guarantee you. What do you mean you ain't going to tell me where you go to church? Well, I tell you what. You meet me at the corner of 7th and Vine on Sunday morning at 10 o'clock and... You, if you're lucky, you can follow me if you can keep up. And that sounds so foreign today, but let me tell you what, even right now today, it was back then, in the day that I'm preaching, the culture that I'm preaching in, the Christians, not too long after this, had to meet in secrecy. In many parts of the world today, you don't walk down the street and go to any church you want. If you want to go to a real church, you have to know a real believer who will escort you through tunnels and back trails and woods to get to a church that's meeting in secret. I wonder how many church members would go to a church like that. I wonder how many of our great cathedrals today of that are filled to overflowing. I wonder how many of those believers would show up in church next Sunday if it was announced from the pulpit, there will be no meeting here next Sunday. And you will have to know where the meeting's going to be because you will have to be in fellowship with your brothers and sisters in Christ. And you will have to know who the group leader is in your small group to find out where the meeting is going to be. I wonder how many believers would be in church next Sunday. Say, boy, he's crazier than a bed bug. I am. I freely admit it. <laughs> Maybe it takes a crazy man to straighten this mess out that we call church. You know, every now and then, Christianity needs a good bowel movement. <laughs> it does. It does. It needs something to cleanse it of all the filth and materialism and secularism that they've allowed to be attached to their, their religion. I want to call it Christianity. To strip it down to the bare bones, back to basics. Do you realize that the word radical means back to basics? John the Baptist burst on the scene. He called everybody a sinner. Said, y'all need to repent. And they said, you're nuts. And he was. He ate locusts and wild honey and lived in the desert. If that ain't nuts, what is? That would qualify today, wouldn't it? If I came in here this morning with a bowl of locusts and wild honey and I was dressed in camel hair, what would you say? Pastor's lost it. <laughs> what is that team they call when you're threatening suicide? Mobile crisis? Guarantee you. Some of you would be on 911. We need some help down here at Christian Outreach Center. Send the, send the mobile crisis team, our pastor. He's really, really, really lost it, you know? We're not sure if he's got a gun or not. He's wearing this camel hair suit. But he's strange. 